Be a part of the new earth. The opportunity is for all. Part 1 by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor Revelation chapter 14 verses 1 through 5 says, Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him one hundred and forty-four thousand, having his father's name written on their foreheads. These are on earth. And I heard a voice from heaven, like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of a loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps. They sang as it were a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. And no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for these are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever He goes. These were redeemed from among men, being firstfruits to God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Who are the 144,000 of Revelation chapter 14 verse 1? These are a part of the true seed of Abraham, those born through the word, God's government, the head of his body. Galatians chapter 3 verses 27 through 29 speaks of the origin of those that make up the body of Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Nationality does not count. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. Gender doesn't count. For you are all one in Christ Jesus, one united household of God. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Closely associated with the Lamb, the home of the 144,000 is Zion, the seat of kingdom power. Spiritual virgins, they are ones that have not prostituted themselves with the systems of the world or her people. They are unblemished, without spot or wrinkle, because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, based on the knowledge of God, freshly released for this end time. Where do these leaders come from? all over the world, as two promises have to be fulfilled. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 through 3, God said to Abraham, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In Genesis chapter 17, verses 2 through 7, he reaffirms it. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, 
and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your descendants after you, in their generations. For an everlasting covenant to be God to you, and your descendants after you. All people are meant to be blessed by the eternal Abrahamic covenant to fulfill promise one, the covenant with Abraham. Romans chapter 11 verses 26 through 27 explains promise two. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them, when I take away their sins. The seed of Abraham, the Deliverer, is Jesus. Through him all are blessed that choose him. He is the tree of life to all humanity. So all people, along with David, are again blessed through his covenant, fulfilling promise too. Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 shows us how the covenants are to be pulled together. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds, as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. You see, Israel along with all of Abraham's descendants is scattered throughout the nations, with the exception of Judah. As all that love God are called to come out of the nations, out of man's systems in these last days. The promise to Jacob is fulfilled, as well as the promises to the rest of Abraham's descendants. They are all intermarried. In fact, it was for the sake of identifying the Messiah only that Judah alone remained visual. You see, it was then the plan of God all along that he himself would come to save humanity through a vessel he created and called his son. His name, Yeshua, or Jesus Christ. Yet many denied him, or see him as no more important than any prophet. But look what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 says to clarify the matter. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. You see, through Yeshua, all peoples of the earth can be saved from the grips of the enemy if they received him, thus fulfilling the covenants and promises made not only to Abraham and Jacob, but Noah, Hagar, concerning Ishmael, Isaac, David, the twelve apostles, on and on. The point being, God loves his whole human family and therefore devised a way to bring all man that would choose him back through the Son to their original perfect state in the garden. In other words, choosing Yeshua removes mankind from the household of the adversary, returning them to the household of God. We see the completion of these promises in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9 and verses 13 through 17. After these things, after the vision of the 144,000, I looked, and behold, 
a great multitude, the nations, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, in New Jerusalem, and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, and washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb, saved through the Son. Therefore they are before the throne of God, or God watches over them, and serve him day and night in his temple. We are his temple, and he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more, nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. See, this is on the earth. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them through his 144,000, his government, and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Again, how will he shepherd them? Through the 144,000, called in other places his government, or the house of David. The government of God will be harvested and chosen first, so they can lead the nations as the head of his body. Revelation chapter 7 verses 3 through 4 shows us, saying, Do not harm the earth, all the inhabitants of the earth, the sea, fish literally, but also the sea of humanity, or the trees, natural trees, but also the trees of righteousness, explained in Isaiah chapter 61, the nations, body members, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads, so they can lead the people into God's plan of restoration and rest. And I heard the number of those who were sealed, 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel were sealed. So once more, the bloodlines of old Israel, plus all of Abraham's descendants, are blended with all the families of the earth. Therefore, as God's people are blessed today, meaning those that choose Yeshua, Israel, as well as all the descendants of Abraham, are blessed again to fulfill the covenants made with all of the ancient fathers. But all of these also have the opportunity of entering into a new and even better covenant. They can be born again new creatures, making possible their return to perfection without death. Think about this. This covenant was made through the sacrifice of the vessel God said He occupied. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19 For it pleased the Father that in Him, Yeshua, Christ, all the fullness should dwell. In Him was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Fulfilling the plan of God, the Passover Lamb, His only Son was killed or sacrificed for the sins of all mankind 
to the defeat of the unseen enemy that misled his human family, in fact, all creation. Jesus resurrected from the grave, proving the adversary's lack of power and authority over him. All the hordes of evil spirits came against Jesus, but even the principality of death could not defeat him. Now we can be buried with him spiritually through being baptized and raised up or born again through his victorious resurrection as new creatures. It is a spiritual arrangement we don't understand, but our God is a spirit. His ways are not ours. His thoughts are not like ours, but his promises are sure. John chapter 3 verse 3 Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. But when we are born again, there is no need for the Mosaic law any longer, because the sins of the Adamic race and its curses have no hold on the new creature. We are free of the sins of the fathers to start over, free to make our own choices free to repent of things we do wrong and be forgiven through the blood of Jesus if we're sincerely trying to walk with God. Colossians chapter 2 verses 9 through 15 says it all. For in him, Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. In him you are also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead, and you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he is made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements, the law of Moses, that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, defeated the supernatural enemies that caused all the heartache and pain for all creation. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. In closing, many have refused the Messiah because they simply did not understand God's plans for the restoration of creation or who Yeshua really was. The next blast will explain in more detail Yeshua. We will see how God's plans applies to all of us today, how we can be a part of it, a part of the new cycle, the refurbished, renewed heaven with God dwelling among us, and the new earth restored to perfection along with all on it. The opportunities here for all God's family along with all creation.